Hi, you're listening to Conversations with Alice. Hi, Alice. Hi, Thomas. So, we have noticed again and again that my way of setting goals, and I'm saying that in quotes now, right, is, is, is kind of different to the accepted smart goal setting strategy that, you know, uh, we hear a lot about, right? Yeah, which is, you know, specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, mm-hmm. and with a specific time. That's right. Yeah. And the thing that I don't like about this, that gives me actually a tight feeling in my throat, is the time dependence, the date, right? Mm-hmm. Because we're always told in any kind of goal-setting exercise, you hear time and time, you have to write down exactly when, mm-hmm. right? And for me, and uh, uh, in, in my life, that actually, I can't say that has worked very well, right? What has worked very well, though, is when I have, and I call it a more general uh, view of goals, right? And that's what I call outcomes. Mm-hmm. So when, when I, for me, goals are always like, there's a date on it. I'm like, oh, God, spare me, right? I don't like it. I, I have a, a, you got a, a constriction in your throat. I have a constriction in my throat right now, mm-hmm. just talking about goals. You cannot breathe. Yeah, but when I think about outcomes, <laughs> yeah. I feel freer, right? And an outcome for me, you know, could be as simple as, uh, I had one in my past, you know, that I tell everyone about that. But when I was in, in high school, I always wanted to live on the ocean, right? come from a landlocked country in Austria, right? Always loved going to the ocean in the holidays. So my dream outcome was to live on the ocean. Mm. I did not have any plan for it, right? There's no action steps, nothing. I didn't have a time on it. I had no clue, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I was a teenager in Austria. We didn't learn about smart goals, for example, Mm -hmm. right? And and then, you know, fast forward 12 years, right? Mm -hmm. Boom living on the ocean mm. in and Australia. Looking, and looking at it right now. Right, exactly, and looking at it right now, still living on the ocean, exactly. right, 20 years after that. And, uh, and, and so uh, I, I was just wondering, you know, do you think that other people feel the same way? And, you know, how come, how do SMART goals relate to what I call outcomes? Mm. You know, uh, how are they different? Are they the same? Mm. Can you just tell us a bit about that? It's such a uh, wonderful question, Thomas, because you know, in all the trainings, I open every every training, every workshop, in discussion, even a coaching discussion, is what is it? What is your outcome? Mm. What is your desired outcome? And for people to be able to language that and to be able to yeah, to language it, to see it, to experience it, to feel it, is one of the challenges that's pretty consistent. Very easy for people to say what they don't want, but not so easy for them to know what they do want. Right? When you're talking, mm-hmm. you're speaking about an outcome where you feel free. You've got space between where you are now to where it is. So your constriction when you get tight in your in your throat is around time. Yeah, because yeah. I feel pressure there. Yeah. I have like, oh my God, I have to I have to achieve this yeah. by this time. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that turns me off, yeah. right? Whereas if I go ahead and say I want to go on holidays in Europe. Yeah, and so let's let's sort of yeah. stop there. There's there's two words that are very distinctive okay. in those two sentences. So one is I feel like I have to, I have to, and I feel this pressure in my throat. And first off, that word "have to" is what we call a modal operator. It's mm-hmm. a word that moves you. It's a motivation word. Have to. Yes. Need to. Got to. Like to. Love to. And that have to is a tight word. Yes. And and in inside that have to is who says that you have to. Now, who says it? Who told you? Who told you you have to? That's true. Yeah. It's interesting. And, and it's a judgment mm. tonality. Have to mm-hmm. versus need to. Contrasting that, when you said 
um, with your goal, mm-hmm. with your outcome. You actually said, you said the word God, I want to. I want to. I want to. Much more free. I want this. It's a desired word. It's a word that's a possibility word. Sure. So it's a modal operator of possibility. Mm-hmm. And in those two completely different statements, you have your motivation or your demotivation. So the demotivation is I have to. When someone, and so when you write a goal, one of the things the SMART goal says is I am sitting mm-hmm. here, so an I am statement or I have statement. Yep. So already with that statement of I have is a restriction for you because in your world, in your, in your map, mm-hmm. that word have to has a, a, has a constriction. Yes. Now for some people, the word have to does not have that. So I have to can work for them. Yep. They li- I have to get up in the morning. I have to get and do those things and that moves them. But for you, that modal operator is a strong away from. True. Yeah. Versus I want to. Now, for some people, I want to does not motivate them as well. I want to get up now or I want to do that. It doesn't move them. But for you, that does move That's them. That's true. And, oh, you know, I, we've talked about that. You know, I remember mm-hmm. that from in NLP trainings, right? For me, the need to, mm-hmm. that works well as well. Exactly. Right? Because the word want to, wanting is, is a bit of a, what we might call a placation, a bit of a begging word. I want it. Fair enough. I, 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 I want it, I would like it to happen, but am I really willing to put the effort to get into it? Now the question I would ask along the way is between living at the ocean and all the steps that beforehand, how many needs did you have that I need to, because when you moved here from Austria with the family, Mm. there was a need to find a home. Yes. And there was a need versus the need to find a place to live where you wanted to raise the children and, and live then there might have been some wants and so unconsciously I remember you said you know when you moved to Sydney Mm -hmm. you had a choice between Sydney or Melbourne and you chose Sydney Mm -hmm. and you were living in North Sydney and then you went for a drive or or, on the ferry ferry, and then you landed in Manly Mm. and you walked around Manly and and it was a possibility modal, modal operator not not oh I wish we could live here it was like oh this is it this is we can actually live here. We can here. We can live here. You love to live here. You're that bien. Yeah. Which is now a pace, literally, a, the pace to your pos- possibility motor operator. Mm-hmm. So, and what happened was you moved the family to Manly. Mm-hmm. But you weren't quite on the ocean yet. You lived That's in the right. middle of Manly, right? Yes. Yeah. So you're in the middle of Manly. You weren't happy waking up. You were near the ocean, but you didn't see the ocean. Yeah. And then you stayed in that apartment for, I don't know how Only six months. Six, right? Yeah, yeah. Six months, and then... And then uh, we had to look for another place. See, we have know. to, and there we go. There's your middle operative necessity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But the want to, you got closer and closer, but the have to is your middle operative necessity now. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay, very different from wanting. We have to find another place mm-hmm. versus, that, see, do you feel like that constricted just wrote? Mm. And what did you do? That have to. You moved. Yeah, sure, because we had to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Interesting, interesting. So the constriction, this is what's very interesting, is that Sometimes those have to words, those need to words, are the words that get us going. Because uh, they're, okay, they're the need of our certainty is going to be challenged. Mm-hmm. So food and shelter, need of certainty, our reptilian brain mm-hmm. needs to feel safe, mm-hmm. needs to know we have food and shelter. And it's often those words of need to, have to, must, mm-hmm. that get us to motivate, to move. Because it's our reptilian brain, which is our... Yeah, is so it, that gets us off the, the that, fence, right? That gets us off the fence. And we only move because our reptilian brain moves because that's the part of the brain where all of our gross motor skills are. Yes. Right. So it's our nervous system that has to feel it needs to go. 
So you fight, flight, or freeze, right? Mm-hmm. So that would have to, which is interesting, is your motivation to move, to your, when you move, is have to. But when you're told you have to move, out of, not out of your own wishes, mm-hmm. yeah, that I, I have to do something, when I have to write the goal, right? I have to do it by a specific time, that constricts you, which is still your reptilian brain saying, I'm not in control of where I go. True. I'm not in control. So, and that's what's interesting about goal setting is in order for us to actually set a goal, our nervous system needs to feel safe to move mm-hmm. into a new environment. So every time you set a goal, you put yourself in a different context, different with different people, places, doing different things. Yeah. Yep. Different. So people, places. Yeah. So the whole context is different and your nervous system needs to be able to survive and hopefully thrive in that environment. Mm. And this is why goals are so important when we set goals because it's not just about wishing for something. You say, okay, will I, with this goal, with this outcome, not only will I be able to survive, but will I thrive as a result of this outcome? Will my, con- my environmental conditions improve? So many people, when they set goals, they don't think about that. They set a goal because they say, oh, um, it'd be great to have a nice car. It'd be great to have a car. Or, or a million dollars. Or a million whatever, dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When the challenge they have is that when they have, when they think about it, it seems like it seems so outside of themselves because they can't. Their nervous system, yeah, who they are, is not yet aligned. Doesn't yet feel like can um, sustain, mm-hmm. yeah, um, and thrive having that million dollars. Example would be a person winning a lottery. Mm-hmm. They've not yet learned the system to be able to maintain the money because mm-hmm. they have no evidence in the past of being able to maintain it. Yep or grow it, mm. or keep it, yeah? Instead, they have perhaps a different map, mm. right? And that's why many people, when they win the lottery, they are more worse off than before because they're, they haven't learned the skills, mm. right? Yeah. And ultimately, their nervous system is fleeing from the money, yeah. yeah? Versus fighting for the money. Because when you have money and you fight for it, you'll find ways to improve. Because fight and flight are very different responses from from reptilian response. Now, I'm talking reptilian response so because it is the part of the brain, the the the, rep, mm-hmm. the old brain, which is what gets gets us moving. Okay, so often with goals, people write goals based on lots of emotion, mm-hmm. but they don't ask themselves, "Do I have the skills? Do I have the 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 makeup? Mm-hmm. Yeah, do I have the mindset that when I have achieved this outcome, mm-hmm. am I willing to become the person?" who will be able to not only to sustain this mm. new environment, but to thrive in this environment. And is that the environmental condition that you, that yeah. you talk about? Yeah, and we get conditioned for our position as we get along, go along. So as you know, we have lived on, on the ocean now for 16 years. Yeah, apart from a time apart. when we live in the country. In the country. Yeah. We've gone back to the ocean. Yeah. So we, are, we've con- we condition ourselves that when we're near the ocean, there's a feeling. Mm. And we ensure that we do live by the ocean because we've become so, our stimulus response to the ocean is so mm. pleasurable. Yeah. We actually really love living by the ocean, the energy. Mm. Yeah. But if along the way, let's say you, you, went, you live by the ocean. Mm. And, and so we're aware that one of the reasons why you like living by the ocean is, as you said, as a boy, you got to travel to France That's as a right. boy. Yeah. Now, there are many people in beach Austria. Holidays, beach right? holidays. So you had an experience of an ocean with lots of positive emotional experience there. Yeah, lots of fun. Yeah, yeah. Your reptilian brain felt very safe because you were with your family. So right? it was an outcome that I was really aligned with. Yes, and it had given you much pleasure. And before. it was an environment living on the ocean 
that I was that my reptilian brain was 100% comfortable with absolutely yes absolutely so and also very possible I remember I'm, you've spoken many times about your, your holidays to France mm-hmm. with your family mm-hmm. and every time you speak of it you have in very enduring very loving memories mm-hmm. and that a lot of dopamine yeah. a lot of oxytocin serotonin so these were ecstatic memories for you so there you are you go back to Austria and you live in a lived in a beautiful part of Austria with the mountains and the you know the Alps all around you and even when you lived in in Vienna beautiful city you still dreamt of that ocean because as a child you had an experience of ecstatic memories ecstatic moments there that's right now let's say somebody had never done that they lived in Austria and they'd never seen the ocean Mm-hmm. They might see pictures of it, mm-hmm. but they have no anchored responses or no stimulus responses to that. There's a picture, but they can't really feel it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so what, what the key here is that when you set goals and outcomes and you feel a strong pull toward mm-hmm. versus a pullback, there is a stimulus response that says, okay, there's a feeling that you have that you can achieve it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why sometimes you and I will talk about goals as a couple or outcomes mm. and my what I'm dreaming of is very different from what you're dreaming of mm. you know this is really interesting what you're saying because I was just thinking about running marathons yes. right of which I have no desire to do <laughs> and you don't need to <laughs> you don't need to yeah that's right no one needs to run thank a marathon. You. Thank, Th- you. thank goodness, thank you. right? Well, thank I think goodness. he will choose to, and I think, I think it's an absolute, it's fantastic. Uh, For me, no. I have no need to run a marathon. Yeah. And, <laughs> and what, what's interesting there is that I was always fascinated by people running marathons. Mm. And I, you know, always thought, oh my God, impossible, right? How do they even do it? Uh, I used to joke even about it. I was like, oh, and running a marathon takes such a long time. What am I going to think about while I do that? Mm. Like, literally, mm. that was a concern. I was like... I'm going to be running four hours. I mean, what am I going to, what's my brain going to do for four hours, right? No reading books, no talking, you know what I mean, right? I remember you saying you, you couldn't imagine anything more boring exactly. than running a marathon. Than running a marathon. <laughs> I did, I did. And, and here's what's interesting. Then I read a blog post of, uh, of uh, Betsy Kirk, right, who is a, who is a, a personal trainer in Melbourne, yeah. mm-hmm. who did the North Face 100, the 100 kilometer run. And I was, it struck me that, wow, with the right preparation, you can actually do that, hmm. right? If you dedicate yourself, you commit, you have a plan, you execute, you can do that. It was, wow, interesting, right? Mm-hmm. And then, and here's, here's what relates to what you were just talking about, right? When you are excited about something, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and you have an emotional connection to it. Then I read Tristan Miller's book, right? The 52 marathons in 52 weeks. Yes. Where he traveled around the world for a whole year and ran a marathon or more uh, each week. Yes. All around the world. And you're like, how does this guy do this? And I was like, wow, this is so cool. And then it all shifted. Then all of a sudden running a marathon sounded like an exciting adventure. Mm-hmm. That with the right preparation and commitment to a plane, even I can do, mm-hmm. right? That's, mm-hmm. that's what I took away from that, yes. you know, the yes. blog post and, and the book. Oh my God, this is exciting, right? And then it uh, started to happen, Yes. right? And, and see, that's interesting what you said. You need to have an emotional connection. First of your brain needs to be comfortable with it. Yes. It needs to be exciting. It needs to be attracted to it. Yes. And that means, hmm. now that I think about it, hmm. that let's say 
someone sets a goal, I want to have a million dollars. If they are not emotionally connected to it, if they are not totally comfortable with having a million dollars, right? If they're not totally clear what they're going to do with it, what their environment is going yes, to be like yes. with it, if they're not clear, if they're not attracted to that. And the word is attraction yeah, yeah, yeah. versus versus the opposite, Repu- repelled by it. Exactly. Repelled by it. Exactly. Because many who say, oh, when I have when I have a million dollars, then I will be, I'll be free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that ultimately, free to what? Free to escape, mm. like to retract or is it expansion? Hmm. Because ultimately, a million dollars is a lot of responsibility. Just as any anything, when, when you have a when one says they want a lot of freedom, ultimately freedom is responsibility. You know, many oh, people, yeah. So, but many people say, "Oh, freedom is no responsibility." That that's actually the 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 misunderstanding of the word. Hmm. So, you, one has a million dollars. There's completely different responsibilities to be able to ensure that that million dollars is still growing. Hmm. Yeah? yeah, that you that it is it is taken care of, is nurtured, right? Yeah. But many people are not prepared to learn what that is to do that. True. So therefore, when they get the million, they lose it because they literally are repelled by the money. Yeah. They don't value the money. They don't know how to grow the money, mm. right? Because and and because of that, because of that, it becomes this elusive number. And you'll see many people that write their goals down. They write money goals, but they're moving away from the money. What does the million dollars? What's the fifty thousand? What's the twenty thousand? Again, the number is not the point. The number is simply what's the energy you're prepared to maintain mm. to maintain even that number. What's the value of energy? Because you you still run marathons. Mm. And how many how many years now have you been running marathons? Four years. Four years. Well, marathons. I started running four years ago. Three years, I guess. Three years, and you've done a, 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 a good handful. A good handful. Yeah. And every time you do a marathon training, you, you have the systems you use, mm-hmm. da, 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 da. and every time you finish a marathon, you have a good energy around the marathon. Um, so I just, I look at, you look at the goals and you think, okay, so why does someone, if we talk a financial goal, why do you write that number down? What is that number going to give you that's going to bring more energy, allow you to thrive, mm-hmm. thrive, not survive, thrive as a result of that number? Mm-hmm. Because if it's just about surviving, we actually are repelling ourselves away from it. Hmm. Reptilian response then is flight. Yep. Yeah, very different energy, very different intention. So repelling from it. Same with a relationship. Someone wants to have a loving relationship or a relationship. Very different. I want to have a relationship hmm. versus a loving relationship, a committed relationship, a long-lasting, a passionate versus I just want I just want to find someone to love me. That unto itself has a repelling into itself. I want somebody to love me because I do not feel that right. I'm lovable. Yeah. yeah. Versus I want a loving relationship. Presupposes in that word. The word loving relationship presupposes that one is loving. Mm. Yeah. So it's a very different contrast. And this is why writing goals and sitting down outcomes, what it does, it's a moment of reflection. And that's what I love about setting a moment to sit there and take time to reflect. Become aware when you write down your outcomes, you are seeing your reality. You're seeing your mirror in words. Mm. And for many people to write even anything down is a complete reflection that they're completely unclear about where they're heading. And they go, I don't know where I'm heading in life. Well, write down what your outcomes are and everything is blank because they've never been able to language what they really desire. Maybe other people have been doing it for them. Mm. So to, in, in, in understanding when you do write down your outcomes, what you're giving yourself is you're giving yourself time in calm, in presence, in a feeling of, of anticipation, of excitement, 
of what your future can be. And that's one of the great things about writing your goals. Not writing goals in a state of fear. Not writing goals in a state of lack. When we write goals in those states, our goals are moving us away from. Mm. So we want to be in the state that we would like to, so you go to a time when you felt joyous, Mm. a time you felt loving, a time you felt excited, yeah? Mm. And then we write our goals. Mm. And goals should be possibility. Yes. Because inherently they are. Yes, they are. And they should be expanding. They're our future, full possibility of potential. So whatever outcomes we we define for ourselves Mm. should be expanding, should be be, uh, attractive to us. Right? Absolutely. So, so is that maybe a, a, a good way of thinking about it as well, that whenever we write a goal or an outcome, yes. we need to make sure that we are really, really attracted to it. Yes, because attraction is a magnetic energy. Yeah. We are pulled toward it and it is pulled toward us. We are pulled mm. toward it and it is pulled toward us. And mm. the more attracted we are, the more our mouth waters, mm. yep. the more our senses are more igni- ignited. When we're attracted to anything, we see, hear, feel, taste, and smell things at a much more heightened level. Hmm. If we are not attracted to it, we literally, we're repelled from it. We don't want to see, taste, or smell any of it. Hmm. We're like, ooh. But the more we're really attracted, we literally, we are magnetically connected to it. Yeah. And that is why we live by the ocean still to this day. Hmm. We're still magnetically connected to it. Hmm. Now one day, we might look at the ocean and go, we like it. Hmm. But we may not look out the window when we wake up in the morning and look at that ocean and go, hmm, I'd like to look at something else now when we mm. wake up. Mm. And that's one of the things why we love traveling so much. Because mm. we often get different views from where we are sleeping. That's right. And one of our things that we, we you know, you and I love is that when we do wake up, mm. what are we looking at outside of our bedroom window? Yep. Yeah. So that's part of our, because how we start our day. Anyway, so what I'm saying, well, I guess what I'm saying is people need to, when they write their goals down, they think about their goals. What makes your mouth water? What makes you feel passionate? What makes you magnetically be drawn to your future of your your life? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And if and all you need to do is think about times in your past where you were attracted to something, mm. yeah, an experience, a moment, mm. and that's what your your mind is wanting to go recreate. Mm. That's what creates ecstatic moments in our mm. future. Very good. Mm. Very good. So the the whole thing about when I feel a constriction in my throat about mm-hmm. setting a specific date, mm-hmm. then apart from the fact that, you know, that's a, a strategy that I could change, I'm sure, right? Mm-hmm. And just keeping that in mind, for me then, it's mm-hmm. better to not do that. I don't know if it's better, okay, that's a big judgment statement, but... Well, no, but, no, but in, but, in but, terms but, but of, it's, because it's, it's if simply, I put the date on something... It's simply feedback. That is feedback at a, at a kinesthetic... <laughs> Internal. Okay, it yeah. works for me better. Yes, it works for you better. For you because better. Because yeah. by putting a specific date on it, that doesn't make a goal or an outcome attractive, attractive to, to you. me. No, you're not pulled toward and it. That's what I mean to say. Better, better for me. Yeah. Right. So, when someone sets a, a, a goal with a date, they, what they should have a good feeling about it. Yes. Or they, they, yeah? Yes. Yeah? Because when when you when you feel any pressure or constriction. See, dates that's an away are, from, right? That's a date. That's just feedback. Like, what is it about this goal that I am moving away from? The okay. date is simply secondary. Uh, the date is secondary. You look at the evidence first. What is the achievement of this outcome that I'm moving toward? Nice. And then the date goes in secondary, not yeah, the date first. No, you know, you're right. Because I'm just thinking about it. What if I had set the goal? 
that I want to live on the ocean and I would have put the data and I would have gladly done that. Mm-hmm. You know, if I would have thought about it, yeah. right? Uh, and then I would have gone ahead and said, okay, what are the steps? And I would find out, right? Well, I mean, you look at... You look at so you look it's at actually not the date no. that I have a problem with. No, because date, a date is a number and numbers don't have feelings. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We, time is simply... And, t- time. We move through time. Time. Yeah. We live in the future now. We live in the present now. Our past is in the now. The yeah. date is simply an evidence that, yes, it is achieved. Yeah, it's done. Yeah. It's done. It's an evidence. Yeah. That's all it is. And, and yet, and what it does, it gets yeah. you momentum. The yeah. date gives you momentum mm. to get going, to move. That's true. That's true. That's and it true. gives, it adds speed. It adds mm. energy. That's all the date does. That's why when we write a goal, we write on or before this date. Because mm. when you're really compelled to that date, when you're really compelled to the outcome, mm. many times we get it well before the date. That's true. And if it doesn't happen yet, there is a moving away from, literally, to achieve that. And so that's when you can take a moment of reflection it's simply feedback. One of the things that I think it's really important for people to understand is that the achievement of the goal is feedback. The non-achievement of the goal is also feedback. And that if you take it purely as feedback and you take emotion away from it, what was it that I did that allowed me to achieve the goal? Mm-hmm. What, was, what didn't I do that didn't allow me to achieve the goal? That's pure feedback. Mm. Pure feedback. How did I learn? How did I adapt? How did I develop? How, what, what did I do when the challenges kept, kept coming? What, how resilient was I? What was I learning, right? Because the achievement of the goal are the resources and the learnings you gain along the journey of getting the goal. Hmm. That had you not gone along the goal, had gone to the achievement of the goal, you may not have been able to utilize those resources or even discover those resources or discover those tools hmm. or use your tools, hmm. yeah? Develop yourself. Hmm. That's, you are now a marathon runner. And I remember when you started and you could not even run three Ks and then seven Ks. Hmm. And you were like, and, ten, you, and, uh, and I was challenged by 10 kilometers. Mm-hmm. And all of those, mm-hmm. again, within a certain amount of time, you, you, you meant, I've got to get to this number. Hmm. And then you say, I need to be there by this date. But the first was, let's get to the number. However long it took you to run that three Ks, you were not doing time. Hmm. It was run three Ks. Hmm. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why many people, when they set timed goals, and they make the time, that becomes a constraint. Hmm. First thing, achieve the outcome. Then say, okay, what was the time it took me to get this? Now can I do it again? Hmm. Can I do it again? Now I have a system that is replicable. Hmm. And now can I do it in less time? Hmm. Versus, oh, let me do it quickly. Let me get it done quickly. It's like get rich quick, build a business quick, Hmm. get a relationship quick, fall in love quick, everything quick. Hmm. Quick, quick, quick. It's like a box, I call it that box cake metaphor. You know, you yeah. just want to put, I want to bake a, a cake quickly, right? But doesn't mean That's one day... be a great it, cake. Well, it could be a great cake, but it doesn't mean you actually understand how to, to bake a, a cake. Like if we went to a different oh, country, right. yeah, and yep. there were no box cakes. Well, we can't buy box cakes. Can you make a cake? Can you make a cake? And that's why many people, when they have businesses or relationships, like, oh, it's the only business I've ever... I, and it didn't work out. So it's because you d- that's simply feedback. You, what you didn't know to maintain a relationship. You didn't know what to maintain a business mm. and then add a healthy, successful business. Maybe we'll give up because they're, they're, they're thinking that they're, they're building a box cake. Mm. They want the oil and the water and the eggs. I'm like, oh, I've got a cake. No, what's the system? What's the techniques? What do we need to do to make sure mm. that when you're somewhere else or, or with another business, once you understand business, you can have multiple businesses. Oh, absolutely. 
when you have a relationship, you can have multiple relationships. Mm. Once you know a loving relationship and you know how to maintain and grow that, mm. you can have multiple loving relationships. Yeah. It's not one off. Mm. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. And you can go to different places, our relationship wherever we go. Mm. New opportunities, but our relationship has, has an immense amount of ingredients mm. and quality ingredients mm. that no matter where we go, we utilize those ingredients. Mm. And those ingredients of our, our relationship are what make it long lasting. No matter, right. no matter what country we live in, no matter what tribe we connect mm. with, you and I have those quality ingredients. Mm. That's right. Mm. That's right. Yeah, so in, in regards to outcomes then, we need to make sure that they are attractive mm. and that uh, we learn as well the, the steps yeah. that we that we figure out the steps or yeah so we, we so that, so exactly who do we need to become mm. to achieve that outcome that's it so then we do the modeling what kind of behavior do we need to have to yeah. achieve that outcome yeah. right what yeah, do we of, do we know someone who's achieved that outcome that's right what did they do to get that outcome yeah and re respect the quality of the ingredients of what they did mm. to get that outcome mm. uh, respect the sequence that they put it in to get mm. that outcome and until we've gotten that outcome yeah. we don't change it mm. if that's what they did to get that outcome we follow that in suit mm. and that's why the Tristan book worked and that's why talking to Betsy Kirk wor worked and that's why reading and working with a, a, a trainer worked for you because mm. they'd already done it that's right yeah that's it, right. it was interesting the other day really quickly um, I was at the driving range with the professional young professional golfer that I'm working with and there were two girls who showed up and they had their, their, their ball of, their, their basket of balls. And they, they had their mobile phones and they just started whacking the ball. And they were, all the whole time they were playing, they were just whacking the ball, whacking the, they weren't even hitting the ball, they were hitting the ball against the plastic. And they were laughing, they were chatting, they were talking. But at no time, they, 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 had, they knew they had to swing the ball, but they're like, we just want to get it over there and it, the ball will keep rolling. And I'm watching now, I'm going, okay, well that is the difference between knowing how to learn and not knowing how to learn. Mm. That's social. So they played social. They, they were not playing golf. Mm. They had no technique. They didn't care that they had no awareness that they didn't have technique. Mm. They were just happy to make contact with the ball. Mm. That is that 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 moment when I was watching. I said that is the difference between a person who's going to have a business where they could get good at business, and a person who says, "Ah, oh, I'm just going to start my business. Let me get a basket of balls." <laughs> <laughs> and, and go whack and see and what get, happens, right? And let's see how my business goes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, let me get a relationship and let me just see how my relationship yeah, goes. Just, yeah. Just hit the yeah, few yeah. balls and see yeah. what happens. And, and I'll chat to other people while I'm hitting those balls and I'll laugh while I'm doing it. Yeah. Hmm. And then I'm done. I'm like, yeah, I hit a ball, a basket of balls. Ball, and, a waste and, of time, right? <laughs> well, not. What, well, it wasn't always. Yeah. I socialized with my friends. That's true. No, no. Yeah, sure, I socialized. Yeah, yeah. But in no time was I actually necessarily improving my golf, hitting my. And, and Matt, I, I guess what I'm saying, Thomas, is that when we set a goal, mm. we have to be ready to learn what it means to take that basket of balls, right. get somebody who knows how to hit that golf club, mm. and take the moment to learn from them. Mm. And it is the education along the way. It's learning the how-to mm. that allows you, when, the, when you go by yourself with that mm. basket of balls, mm. you'll know how to hit that ball. Yeah. When you want to have your business, you have people who teach you along the way. Mm. You get the feedback along the way. But many people don't do any of that. True. They say, oh, I'm just going to go figure that on my own. Yep. They get injured. They give up. They get, yep, because no long, nowhere along the way do they learn. Mm. They only learn what they've known, not what they could know. They only come with their basket of what they know. 
And I guess what I'm, what I'm, what I'm, what I'm, what I guess what I want to, what I want to say is here is that you run marathons not because one day you decided to put your te- your sneakers on and run a marathon. You run, you ran marath- marathons because one day you ran your three k and you realized, okay, that felt a bit interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you researched how you could run the three k better. And then one day you, when you ran your fourteen k, I remember you having some challenges with your knee, mm-hmm. and you went, huh, who do I need to speak with because. This, uh, this is not la- long-lasting mm. versus running on the knee and going, oh, it'll get better. <laughs> and intelligence is always about true intelligence, which makes us human, mm. is our ability to have sensory acuity, mm. to say, I'm seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, or, or, t- yeah, there's something happening that I'm not getting the result. And having the behavioral flexibility to say, I'm not going to keep doing the same thing. Mm. I'm going to do something else. And it's getting advice, getting guidance, getting educated getting checked hmm. and then following through and that's why you can still run marathons and you still enjoy it it's hmm. why we still live at the ocean it's hmm. why our relationship still grows hmm. and the key to that is continually learning hmm. Hmm. very good anyway it's all good <laughs> thank you very much alice well thank you so much tom thank you for joining us and if you'd like to hear more conversations with alice head over to alicehemily.com if there's something you'd like me to have a conversation about then click the Ask Alice a Question button and let me know.